Welcome to this week's episode of the Geek Offensive Podcast. Uh, folks, I'm happy to say uh, that I'm fully recovered, and we do have a brand new recording for you this week. And on top of that, it's a special edition because I just had my first panel ever at WonderCon here in Anaheim, California. Um, it was a huge success. So big thank you to WonderCon for having us and to all the people that attended the panel. We had like 50, 60 people show up. I couldn't believe it. Like people were trickling in and they stayed like the whole time. So the panel was a huge success. And uh, they let us record the live audio. It's a little echoey since the uh, the room was, you know, not usually built for this sort of thing. Um, but uh, um, they were ha- nice enough to let us record the live audio. We got a little bit of video and we'll post that as soon as we can get it. Um, but yeah, um, Geek Offensive made it. They have <laughs> a panel at WonderCon. Um, the title of the panel was called uncomfortable questions from a terrible hat and you can actually tell I'm really nervous because I screwed that up right at the beginning <laughs> um, it the uh, panel features my uh, some of the people from the network and uh, uh, like Alex Gullet from Ready Set Geek uh, Justin Madriaga from Geek KO uh, JPG the owner of the network and uh, Justin Cortez from Real Talk Radio and we talk about um, you know toxicity in fandoms um you know what it's like to confront the harassment and um being nerd checked and uh, all these like really hard to bring up issues and uh, my panel did a great job of not only making the info accessible to the crowd but they kept it entertaining i'm really proud of the way they handled themselves um and I'm just proud of like the network in general because um, we've been getting nothing but fantastic feedback from the panel. Um, folks at Comic-Con loved it. Um, and yeah, I'm actually still, it still hasn't sunk in that we pulled it off. <laughs> so again, thank you to all the listeners. If you were there at the panel and you're listening to this, thank you so much. It means the world to me. Um, and thank you to our tech support, Anthony Jones, Sam Delara, Jared all you guys, they, you know, without you guys, this wouldn't have happened. So, um, I mean, I, other than that, I really don't know, don't know what else to say. Um, well, I guess I'll get the plugs out of the way. Normally, um, we're in Wayland Productions Studio where we record the uh, the Geek Offensive. Um, normally, they help us sound great and let us use our equipment and share the space with us. You can find them at Wayland uh, WS. And check out their uh, um, their new audio drama. Well, it's not new, but one of their audio dramas got picked up by Alpha. So check it check it out. It's called We're Alive uh, Frontier. Uh, and Alpha is Geek and Sundry's paid service. So um, congrats to them. That's a big deal. Um, shout out to Jordan Dene. Jordan, D-E-N-E dot com. Um, and you can find her at Jordan Dene. NYC on Instagram. So she is our geek apparel sponsor and she's based out of Brooklyn, New York. She's eco-friendly, helps you look nerdy. Go to her website, use the promotion code geek I almost said at geek say what. It's just geek say what and you get 20% off your uh, your next purchase. It's actually a really good deal, so buy a shirt you heathens. Uh what else? Oh, uh, I would 
plug <coughs> Marley Rosner's website, but uh, he doesn't have one yet. So um, I'll just thank him for all the original music on the network. But seriously, Marley, get uh, get a website going, man. You're too talented for this. Um, so yeah, I again, I, again, I it I still can't believe <laughs> that we pulled off having a pan not just having a panel, but having a good panel, and it got like a good response and. Uh, the energy from the crowd was great, and uh, I wish you all could have been there. We're trying to get another panel at another big con, and you know, hopefully, um, I'll get to plug that one too. But for now, um, if you weren't there, or if you just want to relive this panel, here it is. Here's the live audio, uh, Geek Offensive at WonderCon. Cue the music. <laughs> Start. So welcome everybody. Thank you for attending uh, the Geek Offensive's first panel and Geek, uh, Geek Say What's second panel ever. Thank you very much. I'm personally shocked we broke double digits, so thank you. <laughs> uh, so the title of the podcast is Terrible Questions from an Uncomfortable Hat. Um, other way around. Uncomfortable questions. There we go. Yeah, one job. Yeah. Finally, we're starting strong, right? I swear, <laughs> I swear, I've done this before. Well, not this. I've done this job before. Anyway, uh, it's uncomfortable questions from a terrible hat, and we did this. We decided to do this panel because these are all questions we should all be talking about within the nerd community. But for whatever reason, it's hard to bring up. It might be a touchy subject, and. Um, when I was speaking with JPG about this, I wanted to normalize these things and like, you know, these things need to be talked about, these things need to be addressed, and uh, hopefully, um, you know, we get somewhere with this, we get the discussion going, and hopefully folks learn something. Um, but let me start by introducing our panelists. Direct, my name is Justin Malari, I'm the host of the Geek Offensive, and directly to the left of me is Alex Gallet, host of Ready, Set, Geek. Also, Also part of the Geek Say What Network. Next to her is Justin Madriaga, host hey. of GeekKO. <laughs> and next to him is our uh, fearless leader and owner and CEO of the Geek Say What Network, JPG. <laughs> He's the one boss I can boo. It's cool. <laughs> And lastly, on the end over there, from Real Talk OC, is Justin Cortez. Uh, that's, that's Justin with a Y, so... If there's any know. other Justins in the audience, I just yeah. want to join. Actually, if there's another Justin in the audience, could you raise your hand real quick? I see two. There's two more. There's two. Yeah! We got five Justins. Justins. It's not enough. Never enough. We got five Justins, so that's, that's, that's usually a record for anyone, right? We're breaking records. <laughs> Uh, so, now that we've got the panelists here, let's get to the terrible hat that has all these uncomfortable questions in it. Is it a Make America Great Again hat? Well, <laughs> oh, provocative. <laughs> if, 
I feel like that would have been low hanging fruit. <laughs> so for this, I went for this Ed Hardy style trill. Oh my god. Uh, this is really. Are we groaning because we agreed to terrible hat or. Okay. I didn't want to offend anyone's sense of This does not match my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> so that is a great, all right, it's a terrible hat. Why don't we get going with the first question? So we uh, got these questions from friends, fellow podcasters, loved ones, uh, people who, you know, they anonymous, anonymously asked these questions because they didn't know who else to go to for this. So let's get this started. What is your favorite color? <laughs> yeah, just softball me. <laughs> just one of them. Okay, this one's actually pretty uh, relevant for right now. Is it okay for a white person to dress up as Black Panther, Dormelage, or other predominantly black costumes for conventions <laughs> or events? Listen, right off the bat, I'm going to say it's okay as long as you don't do one certain part of the costume. You know, like don't do the paint. No black faces, essentially. No black Yes. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, solving we're, we're solving the world's problems you guys. Um, right? let's, start up, let's start on the end with Justin. Hey. Hey. Um, you know, I think it's okay. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting. I, I remember seeing an article recently about a Caucasian man that decided to have a Indian, like an India-themed wedding in which he also dressed in Indian attire and it became viral and he got chastised for cultural appropriation uh, and he saw it as cultural appreciation because he's always felt a kindredness with that culture uh, and so I, I felt it kind of fascinating as to whether where do we draw the line between cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation with certain characters, especially regarding certain uh, iconic pop culture figures like Black Panther. Yeah. Um, so I feel really it's a case-by-case -case basis as long as you feel like you're honoring the set character that uh, you are trying to embody, then I think it's all right. I feel like there are a lot of people out there who are trying to, I guess, paint with broad strokes. They just go, it's all cultural appropriation. Like, oh, it's all okay. I definitely feel like context is huge. And, and the example you set there, uh, Justin, uh, that's going to get confusing. Justin, no, Justin, you can hear the bias. Uh, but in the example you set there, I, I felt like you know that culture was you know sharing that with it. It's not necessarily like you know that person claiming it for their own. Am I yeah. right, correct there? I agree, but I think a lot of times uh, because you know there's been certain Caucasians throughout history that have. Uh, through colonization have basically wiped out another nation's culture and so people who share that background tend, tend to be very sensitive towards it, which I do not blame them. But, uh, you know, I feel as long as your heart's in the right place, that's what matters. Well, what if I said that was cultural appropriation? Does anyone want to take a crack at that side? Like, what, what is the actual reason? Of course, Dan, yeah, over here. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm definitely wearing this hat at the end of this, you guys. Uh, but uh, I have to kind of slightly disagree with you here. Uh, I think uh, it took a very long time, especially for like ethnic, uh, for like ethnic and like people of color that were cosplayers as well, to feel comfortable, say, in a Superman suit or a Batman suit or something like that. And um, I know me personally. I think one of the first like stigmas that I had with cosplay was I didn't want to dress up as someone else because now it's just an Asian guy and like that's kind of how the culture made me feel like I'm just an Asian guy in a Superman suit or something like that. Uh, I, I definitely agree that like everybody should be able to wear like what they want and 
and you know, like as long as you're being respectful about it. But maybe let us have the Black Panther costumes for like a few years. <laughs> you know, like give us some time in order to like to really build on this because I think uh, you know Black Panther specifically. That was a huge milestone in, in black filmmaking. And on top of that, Filipino person on, uh, on those costumes as well. So like now I have a personal connection to it. Maybe give us a few years. <laughs> well, who works out the logistics? When, when is the okay, right? <laughs> is there like a set of This panel, this panel right here. <laughs> There's just somebody sitting at home, like waiting, staring at a clock. Okay, I've circled it on my calendar. I'm ready. That's the day I can start making a costume. So I was actually reading an article on NPR. It was uh, it was code switch for. Uh, <laughs> yes, I think I call you. That's what you call me here, right? Uh, I was reading this code switch article about how um, uh, a white mother was actually going to be speaking to her white daughter about using black emojis. Uh, like when she sent certain messages in order to show, and, and you know, she thought about it in terms of solidarity, but also it's kind of like, oh wait, you maybe get to step into their skin without going through the struggle. And that's where I feel a little bit uncomfortable about it, even though I do believe, you know, I want people to wear what they want, and I want people to feel comfortable in the costumes that they wear. What, you know, what if someone's going for pure accuracy? If someone's going for pure accuracy, <laughs> we have a gigantic problem here. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not do the black face or anything like that. Definitely not. Not yeah. maybe. Definitely, yeah. Definitely By not. maybe, I mean definitely. You're right. Margaret, did you? I don't feel the same way. I mean, honestly, like, please just don't do blackface. Uh, I think, if, like, cultural appropriation is a, kind of like a big issue right now. Um, I know recently there's been like the whole Bruno Mars thing where it's like Bruno Mars is culturally appropriating and everything. Um, I I understand the ins and outs of each. Uh, of each argument, I think what it comes down to with the uh, cultural appropriation is the struggle. It's like, did this person struggle the same way as the uh, as the originator did? Um, if they appreciate it, then great. But you know, it's different versus like with Bruno Mars. Like he, I mean, I might be defending him right now, but like you know, he, I'm uh, He grew up like poor. He grew up like liking hip-hop and R&B and everything. So what is to like blame him for like, you know, when he starts singing, yeah. that's what comes out. Yeah, you know I feel I mean? like he genuinely grew up with that. It wasn't like he was in a studio and built and then yeah. was like, oh, uh, use this sound for this thing. Exactly. So are there like qualifications? Like like you have to grow up poor in order to be like an R&B artist or, cause like look at Drake. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I guess for me it's just like, well, where do you draw the line? Like, I, I, I completely understand the perspective, but then I just feel there's a gray area too. I think a big part of it comes with education. It's something that JPG and I have talked about a lot. I was I also, like Justin was talking about, a wedding, and they brought in Hawaiian dancers. And we had the conversation of, are they there for entertainment or are they there for education? And so when you're looking at things like this, I think you have to draw the bigger picture. If you're introducing this to your kid, is it, this movie's really entertaining, watch it. Or is it, hey, you can learn something big from this. This affects America, this affects people, this affects history. I want you to learn something from it. And with that, they found a hero or somebody to idolize. So it depends on, I think, the intentions behind it and how we're teaching or explaining it to people. Can you guys think of an instance where like cosplaying might actually be Offensive to somebody. Mocking it. Oh, oh. Anytime you're mocking it. 
Okay, so um, something that I've been uh, having in uh, kind of an argument about with friends is there was a there was a Black Panther costume, but it was the Pink Panther's head, and some of them felt offended because of it, and then some of us didn't, and I, I didn't know how to feel about. That. What was uh, what was offended? They uh, they were saying that it was almost like a mockery. In, in that sense, where like, oh, you're connecting the Black Panther and the Pink Panther. I thought it was just like kind of like one of those genre mashups, and I didn't yeah. really right, a clever play on words. Which yeah. you see all the time. But I think if a reasonable person is offended by it, we should at least have a conversation. You know? So. True, but fans, I feel, aren't always reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> He's not talking to you guys. You guys have seen this a lot of Yeah, fans yeah, are like, 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 there's no one here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think it just comes down to respect, honestly. Yeah. yeah. If, if if I do something like I don't know, wear blue, and you hate blue, then I'm gonna respect you, and I'm gonna <laughs> find out why you hate blue, and maybe think about my actions next. Blue made fun of me and hurt my feelings. You're, you're so. going through way more than I would come through for her. So. <laughs> but I mean, it's I mean not not to make it as trivial as like a color or whatever. Right. But you know, it just I think. Just as long as you you have like general respect for one another, and uh, if someone is like offended, like genuinely offended, like I want to know how and how I can be a little bit, you know, more respectful. I think that's one again another reason we have this panel. It's like, you know, like you said, if some you do come across someone who is offended, try to find out why. Like, open the conversation with them. Don't just jump into an argument. You know, like honestly, last time we had an argument, like. Do you actually change your mind in the argument? Probably not. The discussion you can. Um, so yeah, hopefully that's that's what I would recommend. Obviously, try not to get any unnecessary conflicts. <laughs> but yeah, you heard on Geek Events, if you have to get in fights, it's cool. Use your words, not your fist. Let's just say it. Hi, dinner at table. <laughs> but I, I feel like that's a genuine thing. Like if you're a legit fan of Black Panther, the Girl Logic, go go right ahead. Just. Stay away from the black face. That's <laughs> the council has spoken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I should have had a gavel for you. Uh, little big furry hat. I Next time, it, we got it. All sparkly for you. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Okay. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right. One question down. All right. Hey, nobody stormed out. We did good. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you for hanging in. Is the next one how terrible like the doors were? <laughs> no offense. Uh, sorry. You know, it hurts looking at this thing. It it's not bucks. a fedora, right? Wait, you paid twenty dollars for that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's definitely that's including shipping. Definitely not just for the life. That kind of hurts. All right, what's this next thing I do for this network? <laughs> <laughs> next question. How do you confront harassment during geek competition cosplay uh, slash cosplay with lasting results? So, oh, so like I think it's asking like if you're experiencing like online, if you're getting harassed that way, or if like um, someone's basically not taking you seriously because you're like a girl or of a certain race or like uh, any harassment during like geek events. Basically. I mean, uh, let's, let's start with this then. Have any of you experienced any sort of harassment because of what you are? Oh, no. oh okay. JPG. Anybody else? 
It's the idea that if you hide your name on, on applications or something like that, you might actually have a better chance of being hired for that position. Uh, so yeah, I've definitely experienced harassment before. Uh, and um, I, I have this really unpopular opinion. I said that as a joke, but I think there's a little bit of truth in it. For, I, I think the way that we can address harassment is, is, to, is to make the punishment as emotional as possible for that person. Uh, in the sense where when you do appeal to their emotion uh, and you make it a, a bigger deal out of it than it should be, I think that's when lasting effects actually happen. Uh, so, uh, this is my idea. Uh, anytime that we catch a harasser on the convention floor, anything like that, we just set up like a Judge Judy court. <laughs> okay? And it's a jury of your peers. And your peers are every woman that's ever gotten harassed at a convention, online, anything like that. Because I would very much hesitate thinking that there are, like, I would hesitate to say that, uh, that only a small percentage of women in this room have been harassed in any way, by their looks, by their opinions, anything like that. I'd be hard pressed to find a woman who has not been harassed because of that. So let's just make a jury of our peers, all women, we punish whatever dude, yes, I'm going to say dude, because it's usually a guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anybody want to find me on this one? Oh, got it all set up, that's why. Well, I, now let's, do it. let's hear about your story. Um, okay, well, I, I mean, being a woman, you obviously get it all the time. No matter who you are, how you dress, it, the comments or the hand that just happens to subtly graze by, but in just the right place that, and with the look on their face that you know, um, I've had the harassment of telling me that the only reason I'm on a podcast is because I have lady bits and I was using those lady bits to woo somebody else to get on the podcast, which was great because I actually started the podcast with Cole, well, a radio show at that point, with Cole and we brought JPG on to help us get it going, not the other way around but everybody automatically assumed, well, I'm the woman, so they brought me on as a token because I was dating somebody on the show. Um, to make things clear, she definitely did not woo me. <laughs> <laughs> I did all of the woo. Thank you. video games or the chat or whatever have you, um, I mean, these guys feel safe because they're anonymous? Like, how do you even I'm, attempt to try and I don't them? feed the trolls. I'm just going to mm -hmm. say that. If somebody's putting something nasty online, I, I don't interact. I think it's unnecessary to give them my time, give them my attention, mm -hmm. because that's really all they're looking for is a fight. They're, they're specifically going out to cause a fight, to have a fight. So when it comes to online, 
I, I don't do anything. I kind of just ignore or delete and move on. Um, when it comes to real life, I think it's on the responsibility a little bit of the people around you. I mean, if somebody's harassing me, yes, I can try and stand up and say something, but clearly they already don't respect whatever it is I'm saying or doing. But we're, we become a culture of witnesses instead of a culture of action. And if somebody's harassing somebody and you see it, instead of pulling out your phone and filming it, step in. Because the more bodies there are that are helping this person, the less it's gonna happen. Now it's not a one-on-one, there's, there's a team, there's a defense. So I think that's my biggest thing is step in and help. I feel like uh, Cortez was nodding a lot over there. <laughs> no, I mean, girl, preach. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I never encountered, I'm one of like older millennials, so I got good old fashioned need of face bullying. Uh, and not, um, so I got to do with online stuff. Um, but no, I, I had to go through that a lot. I actually like uh, hid my, my, my nerdness, nerdiness, because I existed in a time in the late 90s and early mid-2000s where geek was not chic yet, and I got severely bullied for liking that kind of stuff. Uh, and it actually wasn't until my best friend Rob was sitting just right here, he got me to uh, accept who I am and that I love these things. They're not for children, you know, uh, it's just for people that uh, love this medium. And I feel like it's able to translate to many people of all different ages. Uh, and I guess what I had to learn is we all want to be accepted. And part of the reason why we get into certain fandoms or we get involved with certain cosplay is because we feel some kind of acceptance, either with a, a group or within ourselves. And that's important. It's what we look for in life. We want to feel accepted that we have a purpose and we want to give ourselves happiness. And I, I think what I had to learn in my experience is I always felt valid, I only felt validated when others validated me. And so when they judged me or told me that I was too fat to dress a certain way, I bought into it because I wanted to be accepted. And I had to surround myself with people that appreciated me for who I was, loved me for the things that I loved, both for my flaws and for my attributes, and just shut out the people that want to bring me down. Uh, and well, to, to add to that too, like keeping people who will call you out on your own BS, I think that's another thing that we all could be better at also. Like think about it, all those times that you know you or yourself got like harassed, like you know, if they had a friend with them, that friend probably could have said something like, hey, yeah. cut that out. Well, I agree, and I have, one thing I realized is as I've gotten older, I've seen my quality of friends uh, start to reveal themselves because those are the ones that stick around. Those are the ones that help you through those tough times and stand up for you. And sitting in this room. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I, I cherish them a lot, and that's why I rely on them. And then when I have been confronted by people for dressing a certain way, like I remember a guy dissed me because I chose to cosplay as Zoro. He said, Zoro's old and lame. What? You know, and I'm like, like, nice I, I was like, I'm like, really though, bro? Like, uh, but, um, so I had to educate him for a bit, but then after that, it's just, <laughs> with these hands, I was like, dude, if it wasn't too slow, there'd be no Batman, plain and simple. So, I digress. Uh, but I, I thought it was just not validating them. You either just have to inform them and walk away, or just saying, well, you know, well, I like dressing this way, but thank you for your opinion, have a good day. And just kill them with kindness and go the other direction. Now, 
Um, shout out, shout out to Jesus. Big JC. Oh, he couldn't make it tonight. He had to thank you. He's there tonight. It's okay. Sorry, it's anyway, like 15 years from Catholic school. Moving on. Let Alex talk about me. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying it's definitely something that's not just, I think, in the LGBT community. Unfortunately, yeah. it's something that is still out I in think, the world. I think just kind of to summarize, it's like, it's great that the, I mean, it's great that I found love like in the LGBTQ plus, etc. All the community. Yeah, all. all of them. There's a lot of them. And, and the key community. But we have to realize that even though that we live in like this welcoming community, there are, you know, there are things that we still need to work still people in that community that we need to either educate or straight up just weed out because they don't belong in a community that is supposed to be very welcoming. I think educate is such a great word that you use because I've definitely walked into my share of comic book shops or even some conventions where I've walked up to a booth and it's, oh, are you buying this for your boyfriend? Or they ignore me. Or pretend those, like there was a those bunch stories of, upsetting, yeah. It's awful. There was a bunch of board games, and I was so I love board games. And I saw them, and I was like, "Oh, what kind of games do you guys have?" And they're like, "Oh, well, we have Cards Against Humanity. That might work for you." And I just thought, hey, "Wait, you don't have anything else?" They go, "No, not anything else you'd understand." And that was it. I walked out. I never went back. And I just thought, okay, if I didn't know it, how great would it be for you? And what is this place called so we don't? Okay, I'm not going that far. <laughs> I'm not going to get Just, just tell me into the mic. It's good. <laughs> but it, it's, it was one of those things where I thought, man, that would have been such a great sale. You know, this is a really common game for the community. Why don't you try this out? It might be an easy start. Or, hey, what kind of games are you into? And then you introduce somebody. But it's that gatekeeper feeling that should ever exist when you're a community that's supposed to welcome. It, took, it was hard to break in. It's really weird that within, within the nerd community, there's like this much, you know, vitriol against women just because growing up as a nerd, I always wanted women to be into the same stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So if you can relate to that. And now that like, you know, I think it's become way more accepted for women to be into this nerdy stuff. Shout out to all the women in the room. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, great. There's women in here. Like, that's great. It's just very puzzling to me. I don't understand the... I mean, you guys talked about it in your podcast recently, like the whole concept of elitism. Mm. Oh yeah, just elitism. Yeah. It's, I mean, it still yeah. exists, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I mean, and it's also become sexist, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Well, not become, it's been, yeah. Oh. I mean, I Yeah, crowd gets me, that's right, yeah. <laughs> I've never done crowd work before, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, I know that, like, uh, some people would, like, listen to my podcast, like, my podcast is about like geek trivia, and we we learn about a certain subject, and we might have some knowledge about it, but a lot of times we don't. Like I just I just watched Lord of the Rings for the first time the other day, and <laughs> I did not know there were five endings. Uh, I watched all five endings. Uh, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm a little proud of you. Right? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, someone heard that, it would be, uh, I know there were people out there that's like, oh, you're not a nerd, you know, like, you, you never watched, like, Lord of the Rings, you like, so offensive, like, offended that I didn't watch Lord of the Rings. But, like, I watched it and I enjoyed it, so I'm not allowed 
Yeah. Instead of, oh my gosh, you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, let me tell you how great it is and try and get you into it. You want to borrow my copy? Did you want to read the book? Let me tell you where to start. Yeah, or even the people that go like, oh, you're not a fan because you never read the book. Like, I'm sorry, I don't have a lot of time to do that, but I love the movie. <laughs> and it just turns me off. I think like even, I'm a big Doctor Who fan. And like, um, I think the, one of the first times I was going to watch Doctor Who, I was typing on Facebook because it says like, oh, I'm going to watch Doctor Who, but I abbreviated Doctor. And then the first comment, it was like, um, actually, I imagine you doing it's Wait. doctor spelled out doctor, and then right then and there, I almost didn't watch it because like f this, I'm Is not that, gonna do that. Like that's actually a thing if you read the doctor. What I mean, it's oh. a name. It's, it's a doctor. Yeah. I guess. I I almost not watched Doctor Who because of that comment. It's actually how we got started because I couldn't break into the geeky world, and I was dating a geek, and I wanted to impress him, and. You can only lie about your knowledge for so long. I mean, I, I, I had him convinced I was a nerd for three weeks till Cole ratted me out, but after that, you have to actually put in the work. And I couldn't get in, I couldn't break in, I couldn't figure out where to start without people shaming or attacking. And that's how we kind of started this podcast, Ready Say Geek, is an introductory podcast because it's okay, well, where can I pick this up? And what is my experience going through it? I just watched Firefly for the first time, and Serenity, I got on my list. It's It's like a classic, you'll get to it. But it's exactly that, it was the cheers, and I was like, yes, you started, where did you start? Did you watch Serenity first? Did you do Firefly first? How'd you get into it versus, oh, well, you've never seen it before? Like, what are you doing? What voice is that?
Okay. Uh, nerd checking uh, is uh, when you <laughs> is when you hear somebody's answer for a geek question and then you tell them that they're wrong and then they turn out that they were right. And I think I saw Ken Ken Rollo was here here for a little bit. Well, oh, I nice see Ebony. So, um, <laughs> friend of the show, Ebony. What's up? Yeah, we were. We were at an event, and it was a trivia event, and we had talked about how, you know, if you guys have ever heard of uh, Amalgam or Al... 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 Amalgam? Amalgam? Yeah, just tell us. Okay, so, uh, there was a combination between uh, Bruce Wayne and Wolverine, and they asked who it was called, and, the, and to my group, and I'm wearing almost the same thing that I wore there, uh, I was like, oh, it's, it's Dark Claw. Like, don't worry, I got this. And then somebody nerd-checked me and put another answer, and then when it was Dark Claw, our team lost. So that kind of evolved into the idea. What did like, they the make the answer was? It was some dumb thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't concern myself with anyone else <laughs> Has anyone else on the panel been nerd checked? Oh yeah. All yeah. the time. Uh, uh, oh, oh yeah. Um yeah, I mean early on, I, I, again a lot of it comes with elitism. Uh, one, one thing I had to learn through just kind of conflict resolution is sometimes it helps to validate the person that's being aggressive, say, you know what, thanks for letting me know that. I, I, uh, I'm curious, and then try to start a dialogue from there. Uh, because if, if you just try to, if you become defensive, they become defensive, and then it just escalates the situation sometimes. There's been times where I've had to catch myself. I, I remember I, when I was, I was in college, I was coming out of the restroom and there was this guy wearing a Green Lantern t-shirt and I was like, oh man, Brightest Day. He's like, what? I was like, Brightest Day, Black Night, Green Lantern. He's like, oh, I just like the logo. And I'm like... Which is fine. And then, like and then I was like, do you know what that logo is? It's like green something, right? Justin, don't be a, a bad person. Oh, I, can't. I, I can't, I can't, because it says it right here. So, uh, and, and so I was just like, okay, Justin, come on, don't be a bully, you've been bullied, you know how it feels. And so I was like, well, it's, it's Green Lantern, it's a good comic, you know, you might want to read it, you know. Uh, this guy in Hell Jordan, he's the main, he was one of the main ones. But, but I think the, the point of that is, is that um, I think Justin used his, his lens of being bullied. You know, I, and, and in order to in order to, to stop themselves from being an alpha, an alpha geek, right? And uh, I guess that that sort of that sort of mindfulness in the moment would be my answer to stop alpha geeks. You have to be mindful of uh, mindful of yourself. You know, I kind of have the same background that Justin has in the sense where I've definitely been bullied because of my because of my interests and because of my looks. Like I'm a five foot Asian kid with real anime hair. Like I. <laughs> gives me the lens of never, ever doing that to somebody else. Except Cole, but... <laughs> Again, Cole's right there. Cole's yeah, unfortunately, he was trying to get a man's group. This is another guy who worked for Cole. But it, it's kind of weird, these alpha geeks. It's also like they have this weird kind of... They feel like they have this weird ownership over whatever they're nerdy about. Like, where do you think that comes from? 
they had to protect and defend it for so long. You know, we talk about being bullied. They probably were bullied, and so to them, they're they're defending their thing and they're fighting for it and against everybody else. And then all of a sudden, you know, as as it becomes more common and pop culture and accepted, they're still kind of protecting it. They're afraid of what's going to come from it if all these outsiders come in. And I am one of those outsiders. I was not a geek in school. Um, I was bullied for being Jewish in a conservative town, but I was not bullied for being a geek. So it was all new to me. I teased Cole plenty in high school over it and kind of watched sci-fi stuff with my dad, but that was about it. So as being one of those outsiders, you have to, I know it's scary and it's not always going to be the right move because sometimes they're just trying to get in to make fun of you, sadly, because there's terrible people in the world, but you never know when you introduce somebody to something how it is going to change your life. You know, it goes back to that Black Panther that we were talking about before. When somebody watches that movie, it, it's eye-opening if you look at it the right way. It, it can change your world and your views, and people can miss out on that if you're not willing to share it. And then you're back at the same place you were in high school or middle school when you were getting bullied because they don't understand. Yeah. Why would you, yeah, Jack, why would you want to be the only one to like this thing instead of spreading? Just teach it the yeah. right way. If, exactly. you, if you explain it the right way, they're, they're going to support it and support you and it can change your life and theirs and maybe somebody else's that they were going to bully mm-hmm. five weeks from now, you know? Yeah. There is also this one thing, and I admit even I had it uh, when I was younger, but when, um, uh, like anime started to become more mainstream, but I had been into it like, you know, when I had to just resort to going to that local Japanese market that had like bootleg tapes. So it was like really underground. <laughs> Such a hipster. Yeah. And I do for That's one of those <laughs> That was one of those things where at the end of it I'm like, it's like uh, instead of being happy for people fighting this, I was just like, where were you during the struggle? Like <laughs> Uh, yeah, I honestly can't explain like why I felt that way. It's this weird thing where it's like I should have been sharing. Because yeah. you're precious. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I get that reference. <laughs> I get it. I know what that is. I mean, let's be honest. If I hadn't tried to get in the culture, none of us would be on this stage right now. Absolutely. It's what started our podcast. It's what started this network. And it's given me a voice and a platform and I'm hoping it's done the same for you guys and we can try and make change and put some good out there and hopefully it does the same to the people in the audience and then you guys go and put good out there and yeah exactly share let people in sharing is caring <laughs> again like we should have like a little bit dazzle <laughs> yeah that's it as long as it sparkles I'm happy <laughs> I like Yoma just get that one this is a key reference Yeah. Oh, God, another question. <laughs> Next question. It's like, your eyes. <laughs> let's not judge. Oh, how about that? Let's not, let's not judge let's people who wear that guy hat. That's, that's, <laughs> that's my cutoff. I'm like, no, I'm judging you. You wear that. <laughs> I just realized that's on my Amazon like order list. That's like in my history now. You are on the weirdest watch list like ever now. You yeah. Know? It's like the last thing I bought before that was like microphones and then I bought this. I'm like, what did they think? Like, oh, what is this guy doing? <laughs> and he did like respond to go, m'lady. <laughs> Speaking of m'lady, oh gosh. 
How will we solve the problem of the male gaze in deep culture? Well, I'm, I'm not a male, I'm not a deep problem. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I, I guess, yes, you're right, it's a much bigger problem than that, but I guess in think, what can we do specifically as geeks and nerds, like, what can we do to solve that problem in our, uh, in our culture? Are we talking um, about staring? No, 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 well, like, let's, okay, hold on. <laughs> I get, I'm gonna go to JPG because he seems to be a human dictionary, right? So JPG <laughs> tonight, right? Got time. My mistake. <laughs> uh, so, so the male gaze is the idea that uh, that certain uh, geek culture references or geek culture stories are are built for uh, for the like the traditional man in order to look at. So uh, I will use an example. A few years ago, when Wonder Woman wore pants, uh, some of us in geek culture kind of lost our minds because she wasn't in that bathing suit or something like that. But because she wore pants. Yeah, yeah, and because of that, uh, that, that bathing suit, uh, like a like corset sort of look, uh, that's, that would be the male gaze, because you're appealing towards young boys or young men, uh, and, uh, and like, a, like heels, that's another one for, uh, for comic book characters and stuff like that. That's that not always, practical to fight. Yeah, that always bothered me, because I'm like, it's harder to run. Like, props if you can run in heels, but it's much harder to run. Yeah, so like that. it's making stuff in geek culture that focuses at, and that and that is kind of like eye candy for for the traditional man. So Wonder Woman and her clan in Justice League versus Wonder Woman and her clan in the Wonder Woman movie. Yes, that would be a really good <laughs> example of this. Point, Alex. <laughs> Did you want to say They all got it. They all got it. <laughs> From her, it's not a village. JPG, what's it called? From Themyscira. Thank you. Um, they were actual. I'm gonna call it uniforms and not costumes. Be proud. They were actual uniforms that they could fight in and battle and protect themselves, and they looked like warriors. And in Justice League, they looked like pinup girls who were going to a calendar shoot or a bathing suit party afterwards. And they showed a bunch of skin, and it was really unnecessary, and it didn't connect because. You know, you have to keep that, and oh, drove me bonkers. Anyway, that's just one issue with Justice League, but that was a big issue. Mr. Cortez, did you have an answer for this? I, man, it's, it's, it's hard. Um, a lot of it is just, um, as to go back to like education and how we view women, you know? I, I think, unfortunately, uh, there is a stigma that the only way you can get uh, guys to read comics is if you have a sexualized character uh, in those pages, and then it sets an unrealistic precedent of how women should appear to be, and that also ties into a lot of other things that have grown with like cosplay body shaming. You know, all like, oh, you can't dress like Wonder Woman, you're too thick. You know, uh, and, and so, which is utterly ridiculous. And, and, and so, a lot of it has to do with just realizing that, though, having you knowing the, the truth and what, and then just try to check that person in a nice way or suggest other things, you know? And also, I like that we are becoming more woke, as the youths <laughs> <as the, laughs> say. Did I do that right? Okay, all right, okay. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's really no, it's, it's, it's like gun control. There's not one answer. There's a lot of things you can do in order to yeah. solve something like this. And that's just one of them. Jason, did you have something? Yeah, uh, well, basically, I think one thing that you can do is 
raise them well when they're young, teach them how to be young feminists, whether they're a boy or a girl, uh, teach them about how media portrays uh, certain genders, certain sexual orientations, there's like everything, certain people of color, certain people of color, of course. Um, also, like I, I, I also work in uh, film industry. That's like my mm -hmm. main job, um, and there is a lot of diversity in front of camera, but there's still not a lot of diversity behind camera. So that goes with you know the grips, the the, the uh, writers, the directors. A lot of them are still. I mean, look at the Oscars. Like, I mean, well, the past few years, um, but. You know, a lot of them are still cis white males, you know? And I think, uh, especially with Black Panther just, that just came out, and Wonder Woman that came out, obviously they were directed by people of color, uh, they were directed by women, they have like, uh, people behind the scenes that are not like, you know, white or men. Okay. Well, let, so, me, let me ask you this, folks. Like, what if they say, oh, it's all marketing. Most of our demographic is guys, so we gotta, Push it toward. You know. No, because that's got to look like you know they're wearing bikinis to fight aliens. Come on. Well, now that's a moot point because I mean Black I would raise that successful and my father was successful, so like they can't see that argument anymore. It's just it's always a lot like, and I see it nowadays too. Like with the execs, there's still a lot of old school execs in Hollywood, but a lot of them are starting now, kind of just mm -hmm. go out and graze in whatever they do after retirement. Then, like, which is great because, like, now it brings in a lot of new blood, and they're going, all right. Now that all these racist, misogynist people are out of the picture, now I can just start bringing in people like Ryan Coogler or mm. Ava. Uh, I can't say her last name. Ava Dunham. Thank you. Yeah. Thank gotcha. you. <laughs> uh, so I think it's great. Now things are changing, but I think you still got a lot to go. Long time to go, and it's an institutional kind of like uh, thing that we have to change. Yeah. And that connects actually with my answer for this. And it, it's I, I'm really glad that you guys touched on like both young education and education as well. Uh, but uh, my my answer for this is access. You know, the, the only way that we can actually be comfortable uh, is to see more people of color and to see more women and to see more more diverse stories. So giving those people the chance in order to tell their stories. Because those stories are worthwhile. That's a big reason why a lot of us are on this panel right now. So I would say access would, would be my answer for this. I mean, I feel like that was answer. I don't know. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh wait. Uh, Which one do we Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you. I think we're good on questions. Uh, Folks, thank you for joining us. I hope we all learned something, or at least opened up something in your mind or start talking about. Um, why don't we start with the plugs? Uh, Justin, where can they find you? Oh, hey, uh, Justin with the line here. I am a co-host of Real Talk Radio. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher. We also have a website, with, it's called Real Talk OC. That's R-E-E-L, it's a movie news and review podcast. Uh, we not just review movies, but we talk about movies, just how it affects uh, our culture, because movies are a reflection, they are a time capsule many times. Uh, soon we're going to be talking about uh, female representation in film, comics, and video games. That's coming up soon, if you guys want to check that out. Uh, we are always current and caught up if you check out our Instagram. 
uh, and Twitter, which is Real Talk OC. Um, and if you want to just follow me and, and, and be like, I don't know, nerdy buddies. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm at Just Incredible Me, J-U-S-T-Y-N, Incredible Me, all one word. And yeah. So and thank you for having me on, because I'm, I'm like the non-Geek Say What uh, member, but you guys treat me like one of your like, oh, okay. I feel like a cute little rustical lizard that got to like join with you guys. So. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, JPG, where can they find you? Uh, I'm JPG. I am the owner of the Geek Say What Network. Uh, so you can find all three of these podcasts uh, on geeksaywhat.com or at the handle at geeksaywhat. So we focus on the introduction, the entertainment value, and the critique of geek and pop culture. Justin? What up? Uh, my name is Justin. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Justin, J A H S T N. I. Uh, what I do? I I co-host. <laughs> I co-host uh, uh, Geek KO. My co-host is right there. His dish and my social producer Sam's right over there. Uh, we do geek trivia. Uh, so we bring in what we call an end boss, who's like our quiz master. They quiz us on like a certain fandom. Uh, our last episode had producer Justin on. We did uh, we did giant Mecha robots. Uh, that was our last episode. Our next episode, which I'm actually recording tomorrow is on Lord of the Rings, which is why I watch Lord of the Rings. Um, our, yeah. uh, our, our, our guest tomorrow, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, George Watsky, he's going to be in our show tomorrow. Um, and that's coming out in a couple weeks. Uh, but yeah, we are now in well in our second season and uh, hopefully going to do a lot more. Mm-hmm. At Geekyo Podcast. At Geekyo Podcast <laughs> is the Instagram. Thank you. Uh, you can find me on iTunes or Google Play for Ready, Set, Geek, which I host with JPG and Cole. It's your starting line to geek culture. Again, it's where we just kind of hop in and try to get into different fandoms or experiences and figure out the best way that we could do it to help anybody else who'd like to get into those things too. So if there's something you want to try and you don't know where to start, let us know. And we're happy to kind of do the work and let you know how our experience was. Uh, on Instagram, you can use the handle Ready Set Geek Podcast, as well as we just launched or are launching our Facebook page for that. We're told it takes us a little bit on social media. And uh, for my personal, it's using the handle Alex with an Oi. Um, <laughs> it's A L I X with an and then O Y Oi. Awesome. And my name is Justin Malari. You can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. Uh, the Geek Offensive, which is the podcast that I host, um, a lot of the episodes are much like this, where we take a subject and try to discuss it in, a, you know, in our lighthearted manner. Um, and we also break down all of my other nerdy, ma- nerdy passions, like bad movies and combat sports. He made us uh, watch Catman. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm that kind of guy. I got hate that podcast. <laughs> we all were, listen for the playback. <laughs> uh, but oh, don't forget to check out Geek Say What Network on all social media with the handle at Geek Say What. Um, big thank you to Jared and Sam for all the uh, photography. Uh, Anthony, where you at? Thank you for uh, taking care of the audio. Um, and shout out to just all of you for coming out. This is my first panel, obviously, show, but thank you so much. This was a much bigger turnout than I expected, so I honestly appreciate it. Uh, please feel free to reach out to us. I love talking about this stuff. If you've got a question, just come out and talk to one of us. Now, we will oh, have yeah, that, that, We also have lanyards for you guys out, uh, if you guys need us outside. And there's giveaways? And there's giveaways! Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all my ladies. So, again, thank you everyone. Good night.